Welcome to the third season of One Word Check-In, the podcast for those who tend to check out when life becomes overwhelming. The One Word Check-In is a practice where we check in with ourselves and name our well-being for the day, week, or season of life. It's a summary in one word, or a phrase with hyphens, instead of having to tell the whole story. I'm Pastor Christy, and I invite you to check in. Think of one word that describes what you're feeling right now. What's your word for today? I will now share a short reflection centered on a word, phrase, or image that can be used in meditations and self-reflection throughout your week. The word is taken from Scripture, in which I will read before the reflection. I invite you to listen for the word, phrase, or image that draws your attention in the scripture. Take a few deep breaths and open yourself to the word that God has for you today. Genesis 37, 12 through 28. Joseph is sold by his brothers. Now his brothers went to pasture their father's flock near Shechem. And Israel said to Joseph, Are not your brothers pasturing the flock at Shechem? Come, I will send you to them. And he answered, Here I am. So he said to him, Go now, see if it is well with your brothers and with the flock, and bring word back to me. So he sent him from the valley of Hebron. Joseph came to Shechem. And a man found him wandering in the fields. The man asked him, What are you seeking? I am seeking my brothers, he said. Tell me, please, where they are pasturing the flock. The man said, They have gone away, for I heard them say, Let us go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. They saw him from a distance, and before he came near to them, They conspired to kill him. They said to one another, Here comes this dreamer. Come now, let us kill him and throw him into one of the pits. Then we shall say that a wild animal has devoured him, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. But when Reuben heard it, he delivered him out of their hands, saying, Let us not take his life. Reuben said to them, Shed no blood, throw him into this pit here in the wilderness, but lay no hand on him, that he might rescue him out of their hand and restore him to his father. So when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped him of his robe, the ornamented robe that he wore, and they took him and threw him into a pit. Now the pit was empty, there was no water in it. Then they sat down to eat, And looking up, they saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels carrying gum, balm, and resin on their way to carry it down to Egypt. Then Judah said to his brothers, What profit is it if we kill our brother and conceal his blood? Come, let us sell him to the Ishmaelites and not lay our hands on him, for he is our brother, our own flesh. And his brothers agreed. When some Midianite traders passed by, they drew Joseph up, lifting him out of the pit, and sold him to the Ishmaelites 
for twenty pieces of silver. And they took Joseph to Egypt. In last week's episode, I ended with the question, where is God in this story? I begin this week's episode with the same question. In the second half of this story, in Genesis 37, there still is no outright mention of God. So where is God in this story? Jacob, who is now known as Israel, continues to show Joseph favoritism. Joseph is not with his brothers working in the field and gets to stay behind while they do the hard work. He asks Joseph to go and find his brothers and report back to him. Now, Israel also continues to put Joseph in this supervisory role over his brothers by asking him to keep tabs on them. Even after Israel saw the brothers' envy and hatred toward Joseph, after the dream sharing, Israel doesn't alter his behavior. He sends his beloved son directly into harm's way. Israel may not know that he is sending Joseph into danger, but the text foreshadows it by saying the brothers are near Shechem. You have to read chapter 34 to find out what happened to Shechem. It's not pretty, but it shows what some of their brothers are capable of and their vengeful propensity to violence. Perhaps that is why Israel needs someone to keep an eye on them. Joseph is either too naive or too eager to please his father that he goes to find his brothers. Somewhere along the way, he gets lost. A nameless man finds him wandering in the fields. Apparently by his mannerisms, the stranger notices that Joseph is looking for something and asks, what are you seeking? It is interesting that he asks what instead of who. Perhaps Joseph looked that lost. He thinks he is looking for someone, but the stranger suggests he is looking for something. Joseph doesn't know that he's actually looking for trouble, but the stranger helps him along his way. He points Joseph in the direction to find his brothers in Dothan, which is north of Shechem and further away from Egypt. Is the stranger being helpful by sending him further away from the place where he will end up as a slave? Or is the stranger delivering him into the brother's hands? I suppose that depends on who you think the stranger is in this story. Is God the nameless stranger who helped the wandering Joseph find his way, even if that meant putting him in harm's way? Or is the stranger someone who just happened to be there and genuinely thought he was helping Joseph find what he was looking for? God could be in either 
of these scenarios. God is sometimes the nameless stranger who notices that we are seeking something when we're lost in wandering. We may think that we're looking for someone when in fact God knows that we're actually looking for something deeper. God hides in plain sight all around us to help us on our way. But God never promises that we won't encounter life's challenges. God is sometimes present in the stranger who is minding their own business and just happens to overhear something that could help us. They are in the right place at the right time to be used by God. God is present when we're the stranger too. We don't know the whole unfolding of events the person will encounter, but we genuinely help them by pointing them in the right direction. I mean, if we knew the whole story, we might not help them on their way and just choose not to get involved. But God only asks us to be helpful to those that we can help and trust God to do the rest. Where is God in this story? Everywhere. God is in Israel's instructions. God is in Joseph's obedience and wandering. God is hidden as the stranger. God is the rescuer who works through Reuben. God is in Reuben's secret intentions to save his brother. God is with Joseph in the empty cistern. God is with the Ishmaelites who pull Joseph out of the pit. God is bound with Joseph when he is sold into slavery. If you read the rest of Joseph's story, you'll see that God was with Joseph at every turn. Through each encounter with Potiphar and his wife, the baker and cupbearer, and even Pharaoh, the Lord was with Joseph. Genesis 39, 2. When God dreams a new dream for us, we will encounter many trials and tribulations along the way. But God will always be with us, moving us along to the next step. Thanks for listening. Share this podcast with your friends if you found it meaningful. If you'd like to hear more about this scripture, I invite you to listen to my sermon podcast, In the Sanctuary. Each episode will be released on Monday mornings, or you can catch the sermon live at Ramona United Methodist Church in Ramona, California, or on Zoom. Go to RamonaUMC.org for the Zoom info. May God's grace and peace surround you this day.